For many, highs of around 16 Celsius.
Welcome to the Health and Wellbeing Show at Ribble FM. This is Lee Chambers, your host, and this show is all about you, your health, your well-being, and giving you that burst of energy on a Monday Monday afternoon to just fly through the day, but actually get a great start to your week. So today, I've got another special guest joining me, a fellow founder of Wellbeing Lancashire, which is something that we've been building together to really create healthier communities, happier businesses and individuals who are thriving. She is a former government advisor on sugar. She is a health coach. She looks at things in a really integrated and holistic way. And most importantly, she is a really, really nice lady. So introducing today, Jo Lefobot. Hello, thank you for that lovely welcome. So, absolute pleasure that you're joining me today, Joe. And for our regular listeners, I just want to thank you for the feedback that you've given. We are going to make this show all about you. It's great that you've sent messages in, questions. Really appreciate that interaction. And it's actually so important that I, as a relatively new host, can get that feedback to help shape the show for what you want it to be. So, Joe, you are known as the sugar lady. Sugar woman. The sugar woman. <laughs> and really, it's, it's all about the sugar, isn't it, Joe? Tell us a little bit more about why you are such a sugar ambassador. Well, uh, I suppose everything always comes from your own experience, doesn't it? Oh, it does. And uh, many, many years ago, I was in a situation where I was very unhappy. Yeah. Uh, it was a very unhappy marriage, a lot of violence. And I turned to food for comfort. I think so many of us do, don't we? <laughs> and sugar was my go-to food. And so many times I tried to give it up, but I couldn't. And every time I tried, it was just like, you know, guilt and shame and chastising myself. Because by the end of the day, I'd have realised I'd eaten a whole number of Maltesers or Pringles or whatever it was. So, um, yes, my, my whole passion about sugar has come from me actually managing to turn my own sugar monster and having a whole new lease of life through it yeah. so now i help other people to feel the same i mean that's amazing because i can definitely vouch for my own experience but also the experience of everyone at the minute with that underlying anxiety that's out there due to the pandemic and the challenges that a lot of people are facing mm-hmm. where really we can't go out and do a lot of the things that we used to do so quite often sitting at home and having some comfort food is it just it's become a little bit more normalized so how do, what do you think about the kind of the way things are at the moment well like you say so many people have kind of got fear and stress and you know like that stuck at home with a biscuit tin speaking to them from the <laughs> kitchen or the fridge shouting at them and um so yeah so what i do is really help people to not only learn about sugar i help people become sugar detectives Uh, (laughs) and uh but also uh you know really like delve into the mindset so like i i do hypnotherapy with people to really help them to kind of get away from those subconscious programming that's making them addicted to chocolate or sweets or sugar whatever their vice is and, and does that kind of thing work hypnotherapy Massively. Uh, Years ago, I was helping people to become sugar detectives and I'd lead people through sugar detoxes. And they were successful whilst they were with me. Yeah. But then once the program had finished, you know, a few months later, they were back into that cycle of behaviour. Whereas now, by me integrating in the hypnotherapy into the program, they have a complete shift. 
and it's it's permanent so it's long term so that's a huge yeah. difference of the level of I can help people now yeah and that, that that's definitely so important because I suppose a lot of it is down to behavior change mm-hmm. but changing the environment looking at the kind of things that you can do to help you because most people know that eating too much sugar it's not really good for your health mm-hmm. it's not good for your energy levels and really it's not sustainable in the long term if you're looking to thrive be healthy and lead that more fulfilling life that so many people want mm-hmm. so in terms of looking at that which which part of what you do how do you kind of connect it all together well um what I'm saying to people is that I'm not telling them they can never have chocolate again and I think if I was to say that people would rebel and not not do it so it's a gentle kind of process I do which is helping people to crowd out the bad stuff by filling themselves up with amazing easy recipes that I provide them with which are all delicious nutritious and easy to make but you know really kind of focusing on that mindset shift and to just letting them tune into their own emotions and their own behaviours and the triggers so they can realise what that trigger is. Yeah, super. So after this next one, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into what it means to be a sugar detective and what Jaws' sugary trigger is.
Welcome back to the Health and Wellbeing Show on Ribble FM. Now joining me today is Jo Lefebvre, the sugar woman. And Jo, can you tell us a little bit more about what it means to be a sugar detective and when you've been training people to become a sugar detective, what interesting things have you found? It's um, been, I've been doing, helping people to become a sugar detective for many, many years. Yeah. And when people come to my workshops, the first question I say is, how much sugar do you think you're having? <laughs> and everyone always underestimates. Yeah. But by the time that I've shown them how much sugar is hidden in the food, how to work it out, how to understand food labels, because they are misleading, Yeah. Um, they kind of then calculate, recalculate and think, oops, <laughs> way, way above what uh, the daily recommended allowance is, which is supposed to be only seven teaspoons of sugar for an adult. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, they're coming out with more like 35, 40 teaspoons of sugar. Yeah, so I think so often in some of the work that I've done, I've kind of recognised this as well, that the numbers on a label don't really mean much unless they're equated into, say, a sugar cube or a teaspoon. And there's so many different types and labels of ingredients that are actually just sugar labelled in a different way. So can you tell some people something that they will know but they wouldn't expect there to be a lot of sugar in. Mm. Well, obviously people know that sugar's in cakes, biscuits and all that kind of thing. Yep. But when people start to kind of look at bread, breads, yep. classic, so much sugar in breads. So when people start off their day with toast or muffins or whatever, it's really starting their day off like having a piece of cake because there's so much sugar loading in the, the bread. Yeah, and what do you think about foods that are labelled as healthy? but have quite a lot of sugar in what what foods have that lovely like high fiber or low fat label on but people should be looking twice at the sugar content that's it isn't it the marketing messages are so deceiving so what i help people to understand is how they can calculate how much sugar is in that product so they can just take a quick glance sometimes you have to do maths unfortunately because it can be (laughs) (laughs) it can be quite uh, confusing but i do uh, go into schools and colleges with little children uh, helping them to be sugar detectives so if they can work it out anybody can oh and the thing is children are so curious and they're always willing to ask questions so actually that's that's a great time to start and i kind of know from having my own little ones that they always want to know why things are the way that they are what what's in this particular food yeah. and i think that's that's so interesting because you know, certain generations they wouldn't have really looked at that in such an in-depth way and the way food has changed over mm. the past 20 25 years is you know it's quite significant isn't it and i suppose everything today is made by some food scientists thinking oh it's gonna taste like this it's gonna have this texture it's going to be positioned right here in the shop where people can see it and i suppose there's a lot of things that people should look out for especially when their own behaviors are driving what they purchase and then what they eat mm-hmm. because a lot of we know that it's all about profit isn't it how long can that product stay on the shelf with the shelf life with the chemicals the preservatives and the added sugar and um, so you know it's as if they're training us to like sugar and uh, so by helping somebody to really kind of understand how much sugar is hidden in the feed, they've got more of a choice that they can decide whether to eat it or not. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's really important work. And I think the biggest thing is just helping people to start to become more aware. Mm-hmm. 
gives them more opportunity to actually make those changes and start to see when they might be falling into patterns. And obviously through your experience, you've been in that place and that's really helpful because obviously in the world that we live in, there's so much advice, professors saying, oh, this is bad for you, do this. But truth be told, we actually want to hear people who've been there, who've had the struggles, who've gone through the challenges, but have come out the other side and managed to overcome and understand situations better, and then help them do the same. Mm-hmm. Give them that hope that they can, and make them realise, actually, you've got to be quite compassionate about when it doesn't go to plan, mm-hmm. because so often we get ourselves onto a diet, and then all of a sudden we start to kick ourselves when it doesn't go exactly to the numbers that we decided we were going to have or we weigh in and then suddenly it's not what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So what few words would you give to people to ultimately, if you're coming down to it, just feel that way What in a sentence? Oh, in one sentence. I found that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, well, I would just say that... Um, by, I help people to tame their sugar monster. So we call it that little voice, that little kind of message. And so the sugar monster is what we're controlling, taming down. It doesn't mean that you can never eat sugar again, but it just means that you're the one getting, getting back in control. That's perfect. 106.7 Ripple FM Need a taxi outside your door? Call Tiger Taxis on Clitheroe 44444 The Ribble Valley's number one taxi firm Download our smartphone app Or visit our website tiger-taxis.co.uk For corporate, school contracts, airport runs or minibuses Book your taxi now Ben and Laura's new house is great, isn't it? I love all the smart home automation they've got I bet you do You and your gadgets well, yeah, but Ben was telling me how secure their house is now. They went on holiday, didn't have to worry about anything, because their alarm, lighting and heating are all controlled automatically. Oh, really? Yeah, even when they're at work during the day, the house is safe and protected. And, get this, if the kids are late home from school, it tells them. OK, OK, let's get the guys from Innovation Smart Homes to revolutionise our home. See Innovation Smart Homes on social media or visit innovationsmarthomes.co.uk for more info and advice. This is the sound of one of our customers sleeping soundly at night. They're sleeping soundly because they know their IT system is being looked after by Blue Rock IT. They aren't worried about their office server. They know their network is secure. So if your IT system is keeping you awake at night, visit bluerockit.co.uk or call 033 050 Just make sure you do it quietly. Looking for that special place to celebrate? Or maybe a night of live music with family or friends? Holmes Mill has it all. Live music nights, monthly cocktail clubs, comedy nights, and even cookery demos and tastings. For that special party celebration or wedding, we not only provide a stunning venue, but our team can help to make sure your event is truly unforgettable. Visit the website, find us on social media, or call 01200 40 71 83. Don't know what I'm doing here I'll carry on regardless Got enough money for one more beer I'll carry on regardless 
have you back with us on the health and well-being show at Ribble FM and this show is about your health your well-being because it's all about you so we've got a question in from Greg in Wally for you Joe to put you on the spot once again oh dear and he wants to know <laughs> what would you suggest he has for his dinner today oh uh, right well um I've got plenty of recipes he could drop into <laughs> oh, wow. but um yeah anything I tend to try and get people to get back into the kitchen cooking yeah. from scratch ideally swerving the processed products which are teeming with sugar and uh, just encouraging people to really start enjoying getting in the kitchen and exploring with different tastes and flavours because we tend to get stuck in the same 
recipes every day, don't it's, they? It's so very true. And I suppose at the moment with a lot of people working from home, they just have the opportunity to get in the kitchen and turn into a bit of a mm. kitchen detective, mm. finding some new ingredients, you know, preparing food in, in, in a way that so often when we're in that rush to get to work and we're commuting, mm-hmm. we're actually getting in some aspects, little bits of time back where we can actually do that kind of thing. So what is your go-to healthy, sugar-free recipe? Oh, everybody loves my homemade granola. <laughs> Absolutely. It is the number one everybody kind of raves about. So in my granola, there's absolutely no preservatives, no refined sugar, but it tastes absolutely amazing. Oh. So I could even make sure that you can download that if you want uh, at yeah. some point in the show. Oh, it's amazing. I'm actually seeing it on Facebook, on Joe's mm. page, which we'll highlight later. And it's also very photogenic as well as looking <laughs> like it's very tasty <laughs> and healthy as well. Okay, Joe, so uh-huh. let's actually go all the way over to the other side. What's your sugar trigger? What's the one thing that if you eat it, all of a sudden the cupboards start to drop off and everything becomes a little bit bare? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my trigger. Mm, I would say my trigger would have to be if I feel, uh, I don't know, if I feel disappointed in something or I feel that kind of some emotional trigger. Yeah. I can feel that taking me straight back into the kitchen. So, uh, yeah, any stressful event, I find is that trigger. But luckily, I've got my own little kind of ways of dealing with that now. Yeah. And back in the day, what food would have been in that cupboard that would have started you off down that path? Because so often, there's one particular thing that we all have that if we have a little bit of it, all of a sudden it becomes a lot, and then everything else is at risk in the kitchen. Maltesers. Maltesers used to be, you know, those packs that you can buy and they're only a pound. Everything's always just a pound. The boxes. <laughs> the box. Yeah. And I'd think, oh, I'll get these for the kids and I'll just have one. But the kids would never get them because I'd have eaten all of them <laughs> before the kids got them. So, yes, uh, Maltesers have to be my trigger. Oh, yeah. and even I, even I'm guilty of that um, my kids will know well that occasionally they'll have something and we don't tend to have too many treats in my house no. we try to keep it sensible mm-hmm. and there just ends up that point where you're having a really difficult day you're feeling a bit tired and you have to resist and at that point in the day your willpower is depleted yeah. your blood sugar is dropping and you're like you're having to literally it's pull only your... one biscuit oh yeah we, <laughs> we love to give ourselves permission and justify things yeah. to have that but to be honest we do need to at the same time be a little bit compassionate about ourselves and mm. just tell us a little bit around the when you're working with your sugar tamers how you help them to not feel guilty for having the occasional pleasure well i say 90 percent of the time you know be good yeah about 10 percent. okay you've had a little wobble doesn't matter it doesn't mean that you've fallen down you know you're not failed so uh, we actually write that into the whole program to allow them to feel that they're not completely restricted yeah i don't want people to feel restricted at all because flavor and you know you can make taste food taste wonderful without having to have that refined yeah Sugar. And do you kind of feel that you find a way in your program to help people feel like taking some of the sugar out isn't deprivation, mm-hmm. but it's actually the chance to add something new in instead? Exactly, and that's why so many of my people in my, I call them sugar tamers, yeah. and the sugar tamers will say, what have you done to my mind? Somebody offered me chocolate cake and I actually refused it, and it wasn't <laughs> because I, I felt deprived, I just really generally didn't really feel interested in it. So what I'm saying to people is that uh, 
hopefully I get to the place where they're just disinterested in sugar. It's not driving them. It's not that thing that they have to have. It's they can choose it if they want. Well, they choose not to have it as if they want, and they just become disinterested. Oh, and that that's again so important when we're talking about this kind of stuff that it's not mm. just all or nothing, it's not mm. black and white. And I'm sure now Greg's in the kitchen thinking and looking for his fridge at what he can manage to cook <laughs> up for his dinner. And you know, mm-hmm. I'll we'll ask him later what he had, <laughs> and, we'll, <laughs> and that, that'll be absolutely great. So, yeah, we're gonna go and continue onwards with the show, and we're gonna start to look a little bit more about some of the people that you've helped on this journey, where, where they started, where they now are, and mm-hmm people hearing that are going to feel fired up they're going to want to really start to be become that sugar detective mm-hmm. become that sugar tamer and really start to look a little bit deeper and we'll enjoy your song now while you think about what sugar can you tame in your life
and we are back on another what well, is quite a nippy day out there in Cliverall today on Ribble FM. So my guest today, Jola Fabar, the Sugar Woman. It's been an interesting discussion so far. A few people are now thinking, you know, is my dinner full of sugar? Do I need to look a bit deeper? Of the things I've just bought from the high street, full of sugar? And all of a sudden they're starting to picture that sugar monster in the head. So Joe, what colour is your sugar monster? <laughs> <laughs> My little sugar monster is a little white sugar cube. He's, uh, we've had it all branded. He's very cute. He's got little devil ears, but he's tamed. So um, he's a friendly little sugar cube. Does he have a name? Well, uh, it was just suggested Tim. But <laughs> <laughs> is it a tame your sugar monster? Tim, the sugar monster. <laughs> so we'll call him Tim. Oh, Tim, the sugar monster. Yes. I do apologise to any Tims listening. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you are not a sugar monster. So, Joe, really, I'm really interested to dig into some of the people who you've worked with, who you've guided and who you've supported over the years. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about some of the stories that have really stuck with you, the ones that make you almost shed a tear when you think about the journey they've come on with you and the people, you know, they are today. Oh, well, Sally's popping into my head straight away. Um, tell Sally, us about Sally. So, yeah, <laughs> Sally joined... Same sugar monster because she wanted to. She she'd been stuck for so many years. Yeah, uh, gone through the menopause. Was just really not been able to shift any weight. Feeling feeling uh, lethargic. Feeling like her health was deteriorating. Yeah, and um, so she came on my twenty one day sugar tame sugar monster. Yeah, and then we started working together on a deeper level, and just in that first twenty one days, she lost. Eight pounds wow. to her was immense because she yeah. couldn't even lose one pound, and she'd been going to you know like well-known weight loss companies Indeed. and going <laughs> round in circles with it. <laughs> and so now we've just been working three months together, and she's lost two stone. She's wow. lost so much inches, and she's just feeling like a whole new woman. So that to me, Sally is just can't. She keeps saying thank you, thank you. You know. Yeah. Uh, I just imagine, yeah. really, the numbers on the scales don't matter to her. It's how she feels. How she it's feels. how she now comes out into the world. And I can just imagine her literally yeah. jumping out of her front door in the morning like, I'm the new Sally. Yes. Like, welcome to the world. Yes. And she found herself again. She felt yeah. she'd lost herself. And then another one, Karen. Karen came to me and she said that she'd beaten... Uh, you know, drink addiction, yeah. and wow. she'd. You know, many people come to me say they've shifted drug addiction, they've twisted uh, drink addiction, but the sugar is the one that they struggle with. And uh, Karen came to me within two weeks. We'd sorted out her sugar addiction, and then she realised she had the power to change anything in her life. Oh wow! So now we're working together on building a whole new business so uh, getting past and you know tap into a potential so yeah, that, that, that's amazing on a different completely different way of going now yeah because if we kind of look at the science behind it and obviously i do a bit of the psychology and the neuroscience mm. and sugar does light up the part of our brain the nucleus accumbens that also lights up when we do things that are all addictive mm. like similar things such as using apps gaming mm-hmm. smoking and drinking all light up that particular place in our brains and sugar lights it up as well when they look at it on fRMI scans yes. so it's understanding that actually sugar is quite an addictive substance mm-hmm. it's really it wasn't that long ago that sugar 
you know, in the 1600s, the, the king managed to get a little bit, and for him that was, like, amazing. Well, I was seeing the other day, and I, I was looking at some studies, and it was saying that uh, years ago we only had about two pounds of sugar the whole year. Yeah. And now they're saying we have 152 pounds of sugar each a year yep. on average, which is shocking. Yeah. But when, you, when I broke it down, it actually works out about 40 teaspoons of sugar a day, which Oof. then works out, yes, that is what a lot of people are doing. Well, just imagine putting those in your brews over the course <laughs> of a day. <laughs> but that's it. People don't understand that, you know, with just one sugary drink yep. can give them 10 teaspoons of sugar. Yeah. And that's so you can see throughout the whole day, 40 teaspoons is quite easy to achieve. Well, yeah, and definitely it's something that not only do we need to be more mindful of, but we're actually going to look after the ad break at sugar in drinks because mm. food is one thing, but drinks is a whole other ball game. The Voice of the Valley, 106.7 Ripple FM. We all know what it's like queuing in the chemist or even just trying to park somewhere near when we need our prescriptions. Well, now you don't have to do any of that. Chemist to Customer will deliver your prescription to your door at home or work for free and we'll even remind you when it's next due. Chemist to Customer is an NHS dispensing pharmacy local to the Ribble Valley that's fully compliant with the electronic prescription service. Make your life easier by having your prescriptions delivered for free. Visit chemistacustomer.com or call 01254 68009. Making life that little bit easier. There are some things in life that you can only dream of, like dating Tom Hardy, being chief taster for Ben and Jerry's, or owning your own brand new home. We can help with one of those. Through shared ownership, you could get on the property ladder for less than you're currently paying in rent. Modern, energy-efficient homes built to exacting standards in fantastic locations across the Ribble Valley, Preston and Leyland. Find your brand new home at mytogetherhome.co.uk. Criteria apply. Tom Hardy not included. Come and visit Holmes Mill in Clitheroe, home to Boland Beer Hall and to one of the longest bars in Britain. On the bar, you'll find at least 24 cask beers, a whole host of lagers and ciders, plus a tasty world beer food menu featuring bar snacks, juicy burgers, pies loaded fries and fresh crisp salads Boland Beer Hall great food great beer a great day out find out more at homesmill.co.uk oh hello again just having a barbecue few sausages burgers that type of thing I think it's time for a nice drink though probably would have been better if I wasn't sitting in a car in a busy street yeah you're right once again it's not real but the sound you heard made you think didn't they radio uses theater of the mind to connect one-to-one with every single listener so why not tap into and harness the power of radio advertising for your business you can find out more by going to ribblefm.com now gotta go i'm just flying a plane while on the water on a tropical island yeah that's not real either local radio advertising give it a try today
you always tell me that you need me And I'm weak cause I believe you And I'm mad because I love you So I stop and think that maybe You could learn to appreciate me Then it all remains the same That you ain't never gonna change Never gonna change Never gonna change That was Ashanti with Foolish on Ribble FM. Welcome back to the Health and Wellbeing Show. And in the last section, we just started to explore sugary drinks. Now, for me, in my head, when people say sugary drinks, I'm thinking that red can of Coke, the <laughs> synonymous sugary drink. But, Joe, can you tell us a little bit more about the range of sugary drinks, things that people don't think of as sugary drinks that are? And also, should people be looking at sweetened drinks instead? Okay, so uh, sugary drinks, you know, you've hit it on. Everybody thinks of that red can with, you know, the yeah. classic one. But uh, what shocks me is that so many drinks are out there which have got so much more sugar. Yeah. Like, and why are they even allowed to be on the shelves? Like the monster drinks. And oh. <laughs> the, the monster drinks, when you actually calculate how much sugar is in those, I think it's about 13 teaspoons of sugar. Uh, and whole sorts of other stuff and as well. other stuff as well. <laughs> So, yes, um, so easily to drink liquid sugar because yep. you just open that, you've drunk it, and within a few minutes it could be completely all swirling around your body, putting your body into chaos because it's like putting jet fuel into your body. Yeah. And our bodies aren't made for jet fuel. So, um, yes, so when you're asking me about sweetened drinks, did yep. you say? Unfortunately, um, you know, when the sugar tax came in, yeah. a lot of companies moved over to replacing sugar with artificial sweeteners. Indeed. But unfortunately, the artificial sweeteners, it's just like putting another kind of unknown chemicals into our bodies, yeah. which your body, again, isn't geared up for. So ideally, you know, these, these drinks that say no sugar, but then you look and it's all artificial sweeteners, they're not the solution. They're not. No, so if we kind of look at, like, everyone's thinking of cork and those energy drinks, I mean, to be honest, you do see younger kids with those, mm. and then suddenly there's a reason why they're jumping off the walls. But what else do we need to actually look out for? Is it in terms of, say, iced coffees or alcohol, or where, where is there other really hidden sugary drinks that we probably drink quite a lot of, but we don't tend to consider them to be sugary? I think that's that classic, isn't it? Stopping off at Starbucks or whatever to have that, whatever they double. I don't, I don't even go into those places, so I don't even know what they're called. Yeah, <laughs> but those, ki- yes, those kind of things. <laughs> well, so starting off their day on their way to work, maybe picking one of those up, 
not understanding how much sugar is hidden in that. And obviously, that's obviously a lot of trigger for them to actually then, oh, and I'll get a sweet pastry to go with that as well. So not really understanding, you know, how much sugar's being pushed into the body and causing that insulin big spike which is setting off that inflammation in the body in that chaos. Yeah, and I imagine because it's liquid, it just passes through you and yes. is absorbed really quickly yes. and doesn't give you any feeling of fullness or no. really actually does anything beneficial or nutritional for you. And obviously sugar always tended to be bound with fibre in some kind of food or mm. fruit, and you don't get any of the benefits of that with a drink. No. Um, so what would you actually advise people to drink? Because, again... A lot of people like Corporation Pop don't want that. <laughs> a lot of people find water boring, don't they? Yeah. Um, but uh, so what I do when they come on with me, we're just helping them to kind of infuse their water to make it a bit more interesting. Mm. Even simply the pouring it into a nicer glass yep. can actually make it more appealing. Oh, psychology and, there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, having that beautiful summery drink with like maybe putting some strawberries or limes or cucumber or whatever in the water can just make it feel a little bit more special. But I'm sure there'll be listeners thinking, water? No. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's one of those things that you train yourself to like. I, I just love water myself. But uh, yes, obviously the alcohol. The alcohol's got a lot of that hidden sugar in it, isn't it? And lots of people come on my programmes go, yes, I've beaten the sugar, but now can you help me with the wine? <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite funny because ultimately the planning, the government's planning to put calories on alcohol for the first time mm-hmm. so people actually be able to look a little bit more about what they're actually consuming when yeah. they have a pint or a glass of wine mm-hmm. or even a gin and tonic or whatever, the, whatever your drink of choice is. Yes. But all of a sudden you'll have a little bit more knowledge of that and again it's really starting to anchor in and just be a bit more aware about what we're eating and drinking Mm -hmm. and i think personally that when i've helped people through that process they just start to see an awful lot more there than they originally thought and it's suddenly it's not as simple as they expected but it's easier to weed out the things that have been causing them the biggest problems Mm -hmm. that's it isn't it identifying that trigger yeah and you know, realizing that after I've had this, that makes me feel like this, <laughs> and uh, tuning into your precious body because oh. it's always trying to speak to us, it's oh, always yeah. trying to communicate with us, and a lot of time we're misunderstanding those communication signals, aren't we? Oh yeah, and I, I'm a big believer and always standing on stage, jumping up and down, shouting, "Your body's the biggest feedback loop," mm. and we'll just look a little bit more about that after the next song. <laughs> Oh, 
was Elvis versus Jack Sal and a little less conversation. And unfortunately, we only have a little bit of conversation left with you today <laughs> with my amazing guest, Joe Liffabar, joining us in the studio in Cliveroe. So, Joe, with our final little section, the last little bit of time we've got to get that message into the listeners' ears, tell us a little bit more about what you've got coming up in terms of your work. Well, I tend to run Tame Your Sugar Monster programme every six weeks. It's a three-week programme and I read every six weeks to put it out there. So we're just coming to the end of this one. So in about three weeks' time, we'll be starting again. And um, so it's a really fun, easy programme where they get morning hypnotherapy, evening hypnotherapy, tons of recipes, a Facebook uh, support group, and they get a Stop Snacking Challenge, which drip feeds to them every single day. So they get so much value and so much support. And and on every Tuesday night as well, we have a Zoom call which wow. is uh, where I'm, you know, helping them and do live hypnotherapy with them as well. And that's a lot of value right there. So if anyone's interested, where can they find out more, Joe? Well, um, my website is under construction at the moment, just having a whole rehaul. Wow. But if they want to find me, they can head to Facebook and yep. just type in Tame Your Sugar Monster with Joe Lefferbore and uh, they'll be able to leave me a message on there and I can connect with them. That's super, and we'll have your details on the Ribble FM page as well for anyone who's struggling to find you. Yeah. Come on onto the Facebook page, you'll find Jo's details, and you'll be able to connect with her there. So is there a very quick parting message you'd like to leave our listeners with today, Jo? I just, uh, I just hope that people will just start to kind of maybe tune in to what they're eating. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad, yes. I'm glad you tuned in today. And yes. It, it was an absolute pleasure that you came down to the studio, Joe. Thank you for having Pass, me. Passed on a really important message. And if we can all become sugar detectives, we'll start to understand a little bit more about the world that we're in. Thank you for joining us and we'll be back next week with another amazing guest. Sugar
online at ripplefm.com and through our